For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson. And in this readout video from our latest Wednesday Wake Up email newsletter, I bring a prescient warning about the impact of climate change on Pakistan. It seems that the dreaded man-made global warming will bring persistent drought by reducing monsoon rains, scientists say. Yes, you heard me right. An article in Nature India warns that, quote, rapid warming in the Indian Ocean is playing an important role in weakening the monsoon circulation and rainfall, end quote. Uh, no, wait, that was in 2015. Now it's 2022, the monsoon rains in Pakistan are bigger than ever, and so the science has changed, and you'll never guess what's to blame, or rather, who. Oh, you guessed. In covering the disaster in Pakistan, Climate Home News went for the smelling salts big time, saying, quote, The scale of what happened in Pakistan is difficult to grasp. The apocalyptic monsoon flooding is a window into an overheated world we are not ready for. After a summer of extraordinary heat, this is yet another wake-up call for confronting the question, who will pay for climate damages that cannot be recovered or adapted to, end quote. Plot spoiler, you will. Now, at the risk of increasing the supply of facts, Matt Ridley notes that 70 years of Pakistani precipitation records say that the actual result of human greenhouse gas accumulation is no trend at all in rainfall there since 1940. On the other hand, there has been widespread deforestation, which would normally decrease the capacity of the land to absorb rain and cause more flooding, but not when climate change is involved. For our part, we note dryly that until about last Wednesday, there was this persistent drought somewhere or another that proved man-made climate change was a crisis, experts say. For instance, quote, the world's rivers, canals, and reservoirs are turning to dust, end quote, or quote, drought brings tears in Namibia, end quote, or quote, climate experts said the drought had been predicted for some time, end quote. Then the skies opened in Pakistan, and what do you know? Floods proved that man-made climate change is a crisis. NBC said, quote, experts and local officials have drawn a direct line to human-made climate change, saying it illustrates how countries with the lowest contributions to the global crisis are becoming increasingly vulnerable to its effects and in dire need of urgent aid, end quote. Meanwhile, the New York Times Climate Forward explained brazenly that, quote, scientists can't yet say exactly how climate change has shaped the disaster, but they know that global warming is sharply increasing the likelihood of extreme rain in the South Asia, home to a quarter of humanity. There is little doubt that it made this year's monsoon season more destructive, end quote. So, scientists can't yet say, but they did say, journalists say. Now, speaking of predictions, CNS News observes that, quote, the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season is off to its slowest start in 30 years, forcing the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, to slightly decrease its predicted likelihood of an above-normal season, end quote. Just slightly, mind you. But NBC's Climate in Crisis assures us again that knowing stuff is overrated compared to having a theory. Quote, climate researchers say a warmer atmosphere has juiced the potential for extreme rainfall and damaging flooding. Although it's difficult for scientists to immediately interpret the link between a single weather event or string of events and climate change, human-caused warming has rapidly shifted the probability of extremes so much that some of them say these numbers are losing their relevance as benchmarks because they're changing so fast, end quote. In the newsletter, we also note that here in Canada, a federal task force is proposing mandatory flood insurance, even for homes that don't need it, because everyone needs it even if they don't. But as Blacklock's reporter points out, quote, 80% of cities have neighborhoods built on floodplains by official estimate, end quote, which might explain why there are a lot of floods, especially given the way that typical municipal planning paves over soil so that it can't absorb water like it used to. 
As Matt Ridley has also wisely commented, quote, obsession with climate change blinds people to more serious man-made environmental issues, end quote. Here I'm going to interrupt myself, without even banjo music, to tell you a fundraising pitch is coming, to thank everybody who's already supporting the channel, and to ask the rest of you to step up with a small pledge or a big one, monthly if you can manage it, by clicking here so that we can continue to produce the videos and the newsletter. There's a lot that goes into it, researching, writing the scripts, video production, and we'd also like to expand our presence on other social networks. That is a big part of getting the message out these days. And by the way, for those of you who've been wondering, yes, we are on Rumble as Climate DN. But there's a lot of other places we need to be. That takes time and effort, and time and effort take money. So again, click here. $3 a month, $5 a month, more if you can afford it, and we'll keep bringing sanity to the climate debate across platforms. And now, back to the show. Now, speaking of knowing stuff because of a theory, not because of facts, it seems that Greenland is going to drown us all again. Yet another story says its glacier cap is melting faster than the settled science predicted, and it's, quote, now irreversibly committed to at least 10 inches of sea level rise, end quote. Okay, that's pseudo-scary, but how fast is this going to happen? By 2100? By 2050? Yeah, the actual study says it'll happen somewhere between 2322 and 4822 in their computer model. Compared to which the fact that in the real-world Arctic sea ice is at a 10-year high, almost as though there were natural cyclical forces at play, is of no importance, apparently. Instead, media hollered things like, quote, zombie ice from Greenland will raise sea level 27 centimeters, end quote. Zombie ice? We're all going to die and become brain slushies or something. Faced with this sort of apocalypse, Canada's rote-woke Prime Minister recently attributed incidents of rising incivility in Canadian politics to, quote, the pandemic, increasing anxiety because of climate change, transformations of our economy, um, rise in mental health and addiction problems, end quote. But not soaring inflation, gas prices, interest rates, or the energy crisis that's now ravaging Europe and threatening to come to Canada. No, because you see, according to a group called Clean Prosperity, quote, Canadians know climate action will drive economic prosperity, end quote. Except apparently they don't, because the believers go on to insist that, quote, climate action equals smaller energy bills is the message every Canadian needs to hear, end quote, meaning they haven't heard it yet. And if they do hear it, and it turns out to be untrue, as it has everywhere else, people might become alienated and uncivil. You never know as they also might if they found out how massive a footprint this ineffective alternative energy really has, how much land they take up, and how much environmental harm they do. As Judith Curry recently wrote, quote, the amount of land required for renewable energy is an issue of growing concern that has received surprisingly little attention, end quote. And what's more, the attention it did recently get made amazingly little sense, particularly the Washington Post's newly hired climate reporter who tweeted, quote, I will never get tired of looking at this at climate graphic, which shows just how much land renewables take up compared to fossil fuels, end quote, and was then astounded to find that, quote, this was being interpreted by some confused souls as support for fossil fuels. In fact, I am a climate reporter who supports renewables. Onwards, end quote. Obviously, we could make an unkind comment about a journalist or a newspaper who thinks that the job of reporters is to support things rather than to report what actually happens, whether they like it or not. But instead, we'll make an unkind comment about the degree of scientific illiteracy required to enjoy looking at this chart without understanding what it's saying. 
Now, in today's polarized world, it's important to note that everyone who disagrees with us is an evil moron, and everyone who supports us combines the best features of Mother Teresa and Albert Einstein. Still, we do want to acknowledge that when the New York Times denounced the traditional suburban lawn, albeit in typical condescending style, they accidentally made an important point, which is that when we face real environmental issues, including that there are better and more natural things to do with the green space around your house than chemically-assisted monoculture, the solution is very often voluntary private action, not state coercion. In this week's newsletter, our Everybody Knows feature also appeared. In this case, we turn to a reader's submission of an August 16th CBC story about a heat wave coming on the Canadian prairies, quote, with temperatures forecasted to exceed 30 degrees C, triggering heat warnings, end quote, that then editorialized, quote, a heat wave is building across the prairies and climate change means we can expect more, end quote. So, at the risk of throwing a bucket of cold water on a blazing climate scare, we went and checked long-term records of daily temperatures on the Canadian prairies to see if summertime highs above 30 degrees Celsius are unusual. Nope. In fact, our reader checked, specifically the weather station at Estevan, Saskatchewan, which avoids urban heat island issues, and provides records back to 1944. And he produced these charts. There's more where that came from, too, but it tells the same story. Current heat waves are not unusual, and nor were they unusual, a further historical archive shows, going back to pre-World War I days, despite what everybody knows. So, if you have an example of some unsupported assertion of unfolding climate disaster, please email us with a link at admin at climatedn.com. And, to continue speaking of things everybody knows except people who check, Last year's sixth assessment report from the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change included an online atlas providing a quick overview of their findings on available climate observations on various aspects of weather in recent decades. So, with all the talk of European heat waves and drought, we decided to check hydrological drought, that's the kind of dryness caused by lack of rainfall, and past trends, as opposed to model projections, and for Western Europe, the atlas returned nothing. Here's their map of the world, where no color means no trend, yellow means downward, and purple means upward, while dark purple means upward, and it's people's fault. And now, we zoom in on Europe. So, in Northern Europe, less drought, which we didn't cause, and in the Mediterranean, more drought, which we did. But elsewhere, rien, nichts, and nick. At least according to those notorious deniers, the IPCC. For more on European trends, we checked the CO2science.org archive and found a study of Durlesmar in Germany during the Dark Ages Cold Period, aka the European Migration Period, and the Medieval Warm Period, during which, of all things, quote, above average temperatures are obvious, end quote. And once again, they found temperatures higher than today in the Medieval Warm Period and great natural variability. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and those are the facts, despite what everybody knows. <laughs>